You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I am the host, Isaac Watson, and you all, this is episode number 63. Yep, this is episode 63. So we've been rocking and rolling uh, for a little while now. And I just thank all of my supporters and those who tune in week after week. Um, uh, listening into this content, uh, giving me the feedback that you give me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so very much. And uh, if you could do me a favor, take a moment and I want you to rate Church Talk with Isaac as well as write a review, just, a, a, you know, a couple sentences or whatever the case may be. Um, and just let me know how Church Talk with Isaac has impacted you, have impacted you, how it has benefited uh, you, how you have benefited from it. So thank you again. I want to just go ahead and roll right into today's topic. I think it's going to be an interesting one. And today on this new episode, I want to talk about um, serving a jealous pastor. I want to talk about uh, or talk out of the, the topic, my pastor is jealous of me. Man, oh man, oh man. Listen, this is uh, something quite honestly that will not necessarily apply to everyone, but there are some people who need perspective, uh, some people that need insight on this particular dilemma. And hopefully I can share some things with you that can ultimately help you uh, if you or someone you know need to hear this. So this is actually one of those podcasts as well, uh, episodes that you may need to share with someone. Uh, send it to them and hopefully it can be an asset to them as well. I want to open up with a statement and hopefully this is something that helps someone. Uh, one of the worst kinds of leaders to be is an insecure leader. I'm going to say that again. One of the worst kinds of leaders anyone can be is an insecure leader because insecure leaders will ultimately find things around them that supports and that feeds their insecurity. And sometimes jealousy or the claim of jealousy can be just that thing that helps to feed that leader's insecurity to ultimately make others think that they are not insecure. When in actuality, everything that they do spews their insecurity out. So with, uh, um, um, among insecure leaders, quite honestly, jealousy is common or the claims of jealousy is common. Um, I believe that one of the things that we have to begin to do when we step into a, a seat or we sit into a seat of leadership, we step into a place of leadership is we have to begin to understand our value. We have to begin to understand um, what makes us who we are. Um, the grace of God becomes secure in who God has called us to be. Other words, Otherwise, we're going to begin to spew over much of the dysfunctions that we as leaders carry into the lives of those that we lead. When you're when you're talking about insecure leadership, some of the things or even jealous leadership, some of the things that you begin to see is control. Um, you begin to see where leaders begin to shut down ideas. They begin um, they eliminate your voice uh, every 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 time you propose something. Um, to that leader, to that ministry, whether it's either for the ministry 
whether it may be for other people or whether it may be even for you or your own ministry. Let's say you're an itinerant minister, whatever the case may be. It's always getting shut down. Um, they, you know, people, be, uh, leaders begin to degrade your ideas, degrade your comments. And, and quite simply, it becomes a, an abusive situation with abusive leadership. You begin to hear claims that or, or even people may get into the leader's ear that's telling them, hey, so-and-so, they just really want your spot. So-and-so, they want to take your place or, or they act like they want to be the pastor, so forth and so on. And you as the insecure or jealous leader, you actually receive those words. You actually, you actually think that those things that are being told to you are true. And ultimately, it causes you to shut down um, the individuals that may be called to you that may be called or sent to the church or ministry um, that you oversee or that you lead. So one of the things that we need to understand is that jealousy or insecurity will always lead to fear-driven ministry, fear of being overlooked, fear of being not acknowledged, fear of being uh, replaced, Fear of as 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 first Samuel began to say how uh, the Israelites, they began to shout uh, Saul has slain his thousands while David has slain his tens of thousands. And you begin to look and compare with the people that you're actually called to lead and empower. And I think that's important because one of the things that I, I say all the time and I wholeheartedly believe in is that fearful leaders control people. One of the signs that a leader is operating in fear is that they will always uh, um, um, try to control the scenario. They will always try to control the people that they are called to lead. So fearful leaders control people. But when you are truly a powerful leader, when you are a secure leader, when you are a leader who understands your role, your identity, your strengths and your weaknesses, that kind of leader, instead of trying to control people, a powerful leader will always empower people. Let me say that again, y'all. Fearful leaders will control people, while powerful leaders will always look to empower people. Why? Because they're not afraid of you. They're not afraid of your potential. They're not afraid of what you carry. They're not afraid of what you may present. They're not afraid of your intelligence. And uh, one, of, one of the most famous sayings is that if you are the smartest person in the room, you, you're in the wrong room. You need to find a new room. Secure leaders who are not intimidated, who are not jealous, who are not operating in fear. They actually want people around them, even the people that they lead that are more intelligent than they are, or, or they may be an expert in certain areas or certain fields. They want those types of people around them. They don't shun them or try to push them out or try to make it seem like they have it all together. Quite frankly, uh, any true leader, they will help to enhance the gifts, the abilities, the talents, the intelligence, the resources, the reach, the influence, whatever they need to do to help expand you, they will do just that. So I believe that this is a real issue where we have pastors who are actually jealous of the people that they lead. And one of the things that I want to say is that every itinerant, if you have people, you're going to have people in your church for one that already came to the church with the goods to be, you know, just to be frank, they came to the church or the ministry with the goods 
And what they have really lacked is exposure. They've lacked opportunity. Uh, and it will be your job, your responsibility to provide that that opportunity. Not to say that you just let people come and they don't go through your processes. No, I, I fully believe that they should be uh, processed in the sense of understanding your church culture. Um, uh, there should be a sense of trust that is developed there. But everyone... I mean, honestly, don't need to start at square one in development. Some people will come that's already developed. They just simply need opportunity. And 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 um, among those people, you're also going to have people who are called to be itinerant, people who are called to travel, people that are called to develop their own para ministries. Uh, depending on the on the context of your church, um, you're going to have people that come that 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 are going to have their own programs in place and ideas that they're going to want to set in place. And your job and responsibility will be to help them and to empower them. Every itinerant that comes to your church doesn't want to be you. Let me say that. Every itinerant that comes to your ministry, that comes to your church, don't necessarily want to be you. They just may be called to be itinerant just because they're traveling. And, and, and they may have more things going on than you have going on as a senior leader. But one person may be called to one thing. Another person may be called to something else. There are varying degrees of responsibility and, 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 and mandates that are in the kingdom of God that will operate within your church. And you need to learn how to identify what is what, who belongs where, where to empower, where to train, come on, where to disciple, where to teach where to release, where to and when to um, um, refrain from releasing, so forth and so on, so that you can operate in a healthy paradigm of ministry. Leaders should want you to flourish in your assignment. They shouldn't want to stifle you. They shouldn't want to paralyze you. They should want you to flourish in what God has called you to do. And and uh, and one of the signs that you may be under a jealous leader is that they never endorse you. They never promote you. They never push you. They never create opportunities for you. And 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 I want to I want to I want to talk uh, through a few points, because quite honestly, what I'm saying, it does not apply to everyone, because quite honestly, there are some of you who if you get pushed prematurely, you'll be pushed right off a cliff. If you get promoted too prematurely, you'll be promoted into your own demise because you are not mature, you are not ready, you are not stable, you are imbalanced, so forth and so on. So even what I'm talking about is it, 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 it's, it's something quite honestly that requires a sense of balance um, and a sense of maturity in hearing. So this is the thing. What do you do if you feel like you're under a jealous leader? I'm going to give you a few points and I'm going to conclude. All right. Number one, what do you do if you feel like you're under a jealous leader? If you feel your pastor is jealous of you, one of the things you don't do is go around telling the people in the church, I think pastor, apostle, bishop, elder, so-and-so is jealous of me. That's what you don't do, because if you do that, you become more of the issue than you become a solution. You're going to become the cause of more division. 
then you are the cause of people actually coming together, learning and growing because immature people will begin to develop a perspective uh, or a perception about that leader based upon what you have said to them. So what you don't do is go around telling the other people that they lead. I think I believe so and so is jealous of me. All right. That's what you don't do. Number two. I encourage you to get wise counsel from people who are not directly associated to that ministry and maybe explain some of the things that may be going on. And 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 somebody that, you know, will not give you a biased opinion, somebody that you're not looking to side with you to be right. But actually, I would probably recommend somebody that, you know, may even disagree with your positions. Um, because they're probably going to be the ones that are most truthful to you about what's really going on. I would say get wise counsel from people that are not connected. Explain your side of the story. Explain the um, um, the cycles that you may see, the things that you may see going on to where you feel like you may be getting slighted. You feel like you may be discerning something um, regarding that leader or whatever the case may be and hear from wisdom. Wisdom has built her house and has hewn out her seven pillars. Get wisdom uh, and, uh, and and try to get understanding because it could just be a perception issue. It could be that you do not have the full story. You don't have the full scope. You don't understand the perspective because quite honestly, when you sit in a seat of influence where you are responsible for people, you see differently, quite honestly, than the, than the people that you are serving um, you see differently than they see and the contrary, they see different than how you see. So because of that, if you are the one that are being, that's being led by a leader, it may be something that that leader sees that you may not see that is preventing them from empowering and endorsing you. All right. Which leads me into point number three, attempt to have a conversation with your pastor with your leader, with your leadership, with your mentor, whoever it may be, attempt to have a conversation with them and don't go into the conversation in an accusatory uh, a, a manner, all right? Go in looking to get understanding on, on what's going on and why things are going on the way, that they're, the way that they're going on because the fact of the matter is that it could be a misunderstanding or, 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 it could even be expectations that are not being met or followed through on your end that's preventing them from empowering you. They may feel like you're not ready for some of the things you're moving into because of your lack of responsibility in the house. Have you been empowered um, or, or put in position to carry out certain responsibilities? But then you begin to slack or you begin to be disinterested or you begin to uh, drop the ball. Uh, on certain things, uh, it may show a, a lack of capacity to expand in a particular season for you to begin to go out and, do, and to do other things in a particular season. So it may cause reservations within that leader. It may demonstrate a sense of immaturity that you're not mature enough. But the thing is this, if there is no conversation, there will always be assumptions. The lack of conversations is the presence of assumption. You, you will begin to assume that something is what it is, even if it's not. All right. So I want to I want to encourage you um, if you go through these steps and other steps. And if you feel like this leader 
is a jealous leader, quite honestly, you may need to do some praying. You may need to do some seeking, some soul seeking, some soul searching, and uh, you may need to figure out what you need to do next. To be quite honest, if it is something to where you have misappropriated your affection, where you have misappropriated your um, your your honor or dishonor towards your leadership, your leaders or your pastor, where you have accused them of something that is not true. You also have to have the courage to repent. You have to have the courage to repent if it's something that began to be spreaded throughout the church or even to the leadership. You have to have the courage to go and to apologize. Hear me. Because, again, not every situation is the same. You have some scenarios where the leadership may be jealous, other scenarios where there may be a misunderstanding. But in every scenario, you have to take the humble approach. You have to be willing to do what is necessary to make sure that things are correct and you are in God's plan. All right. Whether that's you finding another church because this leader is just insecure uh, and and you just, you know, you feel like you, you can't thrive under this type of leadership. And sometimes that happens. Every church is not for everyone um, forever. All right. Um, or you may discover that that your emotions have led you through a journey to where you now are seeing your leader the wrong way. And you have misappropriated, misapplied certain things that have caused you um, to, to be hardened, that have caused you to be offended, that have caused you um, 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 to view this leader in a different way other than they were intended to be viewed by you. And in those cases, you got to take the humble road, the humble approach, repent, change the way you think and apologize. All right. So listen, I hope that this broadcast, this podcast uh, episode was something that gave you some insight. Uh, concerning this particular topic, I want you, if this is something that don't apply to you, but you know, it applies to someone, send it to them. I mean, seriously, uh, send it in a, in a text message, let them know about church talk with Isaac say, Hey, you need to really hear this because this may help you in your situation. It may give you wisdom or insight, um, do all of those things. And I also want to thank those of you, uh, on here and I'm, I'm transitioning. I'm getting ready to, to, uh, to end out, but I want to thank you all who have taken time to sow into church talk with Isaac. I know I say it in the outro, but I want to personally take time to thank all of you that have sown financially, um, into, um, this podcast, into my ministry, Isaac Watson ministries. I never take it for granted. I always pray for those of you, um, who are sowing. And I always pray that God opens up um, doors that only he can open uh, in your life. You may sow financially, but the harvest may not always be financial. It may be through other means. It could be through open doors. It could be through opportunities. It could be to, uh, through answered prayers. And it can also be through financial harvest as well. So I just want to thank you all. And uh, listen, I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, and I pray that you all have a great week and you all have a great day. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. 
Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.